Blog Talk Radio. When it comes to your next event, the right speaker can have a huge impact on the energy interaction and success of your event and make you a superstar meeting planner. And here's the thing. There's a huge difference between a good speaker and a phenomenal speaker. Meet Brandon Draper, the motivational king for your next meeting, and he's going to ensure your event will start thinking forward. Brandon will set the tone for your event by inspiring your attendees and getting the crowd engaged. And he will make sure that when they get back out in the real world, they are equipped with the playbook, a best-selling book, Becoming Who You Should Be Despite Who You Are, a game plan for success, and a mindset to succeed. Brandon has been a professional speaker ever since his adolescent years, with multiple life-changing events under his belt. And he's a best-selling author, having done events for diverse companies like United Way, Morehouse School of Medicine, Reaching Beyond the Stars, Inc., Duke's Way Academy, Inc., and the Chamber of Commerce, and many more. With Brandon, the audience doesn't just listen, they learn. They take action by making different decisions, searching within themselves, and making commitments to take their performance to the next level. Brandon prides himself on connecting with the audience, while other speakers simply communicate a message that a monkey could deliver. Brandon is a strong leader, and thanks to his personalized approach, the content he presents will be much memorable, and you'll get a huge return on investment whether he's your opening speaker or closing speaker, or does both. Brandon will be the motivation your event needs and maximize the retention and profitability on your investment. Watch Brandon's demo to see him in action. Give him a call at one 866 678-3391 to discuss your event or click the contact button at startthinkingforwardinc.com What's going on, everybody? It is the Motivational King. Don't believe me. Just keep watching. Man, this week, man, my heart is beating out of my chest right now uh, because, man, I, there's some lives that I'm probably most likely going to save tonight. Me and my homeboy up here, Dr. Angelo Reynolds, my frat brother, that wears the same pure blue, royal blue and pure white. Um, man, um, so we got a packed, powerful show tonight. So if you're just joining in, let me tell you what tonight's show is about, okay? Tonight we're going to be talking about a tickophobia, okay? The killer of dreams. A tickophobia is an abnormal, unwarranted, and persistent fear, fear of failure. A type of specific phobia, as with many phobias, a tickophobia often leads to a constricted lifestyle and a particular devastating force effect on a person's willingness to attempt certain activities. Learn how you can get over this obstacle and start living a fulfilled life full of boundless opportunities and opportunities and possibilities. All right, so I'm glad that you're joining in. Um, so if you want to find out how you can stay in touch with us, um, you can reach us on facebook.com forward slash start thinking forward university. Um, you also can look us up at www.facebook.com forward slash start thinking forward. Um, 
Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash Thinking Forward Inc. And Twitter.com forward slash Purpose Academy 1. And um, one of our best things, a lot of people are really liking is our blog spot. You can reach us out at the motivationalking.blogspot.com. And obviously, if you're here, you can call us um, directly in the studio, or you also can stream us online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash thinking, start thinking forward. And our website is www. You know what? I always mess that up for some reason. A lot of people getting on me. I always say, I always say www. And I say it so quick that I leave one of the W's out. So let me slow it down. www.themotivationalking.com. Want to purchase our book? It's www.themotivationalkingbooks.com. And we can be reached anywhere in the world toll free by calling 1 866 678 339 one and at this time Dr. Reynolds are you there right now sir I am here thank you uh, Brandon for having me on I am live and ready and so excited about your show tonight you and I talked earlier in the week I know I am in for a fulfilled uh, show that will empower people motivate people and do what you've been doing all this time so yes I am here sir thank you Okay, well, we appreciate you being on the call and, and giving your expertise because tonight, I, I mean, really what's been going on is that um, I've been getting a lot of, well, you know, we have the accountability calls, so we have some partners on there having some, some issues and stuff that they're going through in their life. And, I mean, it really hurts my soul and my spirit when I hear people, you know, talking about the fear of failure. And a lot of people even know that that's actually a phobia that, you know, you can have it to a, a certain degree that it really inhibits your whole, you know, well-being, your whole um, livelihood. And, um, and and then it's today I just received a, a, a Facebook message with someone that, you know, I was I was reaching out to people and someone says, hey, you know, I need a word of encouragement today. I'm going through a, through a lot of things and, you know, um, you know, I'm not disclosing the person's name, but, you know, basically the person is uh, uh, spent some time um, incarcerated um, got the business, you know, started started business. I was able to save some money up. Um, I was like paying twenty thousand dollars or so, invested that money in the business, and then you know, life and situation, you know, it didn't work out. So now they're trying to build it back, but now they're scared of working towards me anymore because they're afraid of that. Hey, I'm going to reach failure. You know, I'm going to fail at this because I haven't been able to be you know successful. So tonight, if you're listening in, um, me and Dr. Angela, we're really going to talk and dive. I know me personally, I'm going to dive into some personal situations that I went through um, when I first started, you know, in business for myself and some of the struggles. I'm a very transparent person. I think that um, I cannot make a connection with you if if I'm not honest with you. If you just see, well, you know, this guy has a book and he's doing all this and I see him has his own radio spot, he's doing all this. And you see that side of it, but you don't see the other side of where I came from. Um, and some of the disappointments, distractions, and setbacks that I had um, that I was over to overcome. And this is the funny thing about it. I'm still battling a lot of those things today. So even though it may seem as if someone you're looking at seems to be successful, understand that they're a human being just like you, and they're struggling with the same things that you may be struggling with 
So you got to take that into consideration. Um, Dr. Reynolds, would you like to shed some light on that from, from, from your standpoint? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that that we all have to understand is that we all go through some trials, tribulations, fears, setbacks, and so forth. And, you know, just like you mentioned, you know, now um, I think it's a continuous transformation. I think it's, it's something that is always there to haunt us. Um, I think, you know, the biggest catalyst to it is about how we address it and deal with it. Um, when we talk about the loss, particularly with family members, um, the setbacks in our business and our financial uh, health problems that we may have had, spiritual down spirals. I mean, these are all things that that happen and change through the course of momentum. And when we start talking about some of these things, we have to come up with ideas and antidotal things that we can use to keep the momentum going. Um, fear, uh, something that Brandon and I talked about uh, just here recently, uh, fear being the number one catalyst to motivation. Um, because I think that when you're afraid of whatever it is you're afraid of, that fear factor is something that can get you moving uh, or break you. And I think what happens is, Whatever your fear is, once you identify it, you realize that you have to do something about it. And so when we start talking about some of these things, such as fear, fear factors, setbacks, momentum, um, and also struggles that we all deal with, maybe someone who has a great family relationship, personal and career business may be lacking. So if you look at a scale, for instance, that scale may be heavily weighed greatly on your family, and that's a good thing. But then your personal and career and business venue may be lacking. So how do we get that scale to be somewhat balanced? And I believe that it's never fully balanced. But I think balance to a point where it becomes uh, equal in some form or fashion. And, and I, I mean, I definitely uh, agree with you. Now, if you're listening in right now, uh, you're just tuning in. We know we got a, a big flurry of people getting on um, to the radio show a little late. So um, we're talking about a tickophobia, the fear of failure, um, which, you know, before I actually did some you know, did my research, I didn't even know such thing even existed. Um, so that's very interesting. So I, I've done some extensive research on it, um, basically because there's a lot of people in my circle that I know um, that has been contagious. And, and once something gets as contagious and it feels a certain way, I believe it's my job and my position is to, to alleviate it, find as much information out about it, um, to, to be able to come up with a solution. So tonight, um, with the time that we have, we're going to try to help you come out with the solutions on that. So um, if you've ever listened to my uh, radio show before um, or this is your first time, I'm telling you, one of the things you got to have when you come listen, you know, hopefully in a stationary position where you can actually write some things down. But we're going to break this thing down like a fraction because I want you to understand we're not going to, me and Dr. Reynolds tonight are not going to just, you know, hit the surface with it. We're going to dive deep and give you systematic ways 
on how to work work this thing out, how to recognize. So the first thing that we want to – there's four things that I want you to, to think about or to write down right now, the four ways to deal with the fear of failure, all right? So the first thing uh, that we're going to talk about is accept that failure will happen. That's the, that's the first thing is accept that failure will happen. Okay, now what do we mean by that? We we fear the unknown. Is this business, if you're in business, is this business going to go bankrupt? Am I going to succeed? Will I burn out? You know, will I stay alive? Um, I'm in a bad neighborhood, I'm in a bad situation. Will I make money? Will I be profitable? These are all the different uncertainties that come along with fear in running a business or just living life. There's people that may be in a different part of the country that their fear is a lot different than yours. Your fear is trying to figure out how you're going to stay in business, where their fear is how they're going to figure out how to eat or how they're going to live because there's gun violence, there's gang violence, there's all types of things. So that fear is based a lot uh, of the time on our environment. So the environment that we're engulfed in, whether by choice or by circumstances, determines a lot of what our fears are because research would show us that fear, the only fear that we have, is a fear of falling and a fear of loud noises. Those are the things that you innately come in this world with. So every other fear that's manifested in your life is basically something that you've created or told yourself, and now you believe it to be true. So now you have certain situations that give you the inability to move forward because every time you want to move forward, you think about that fear. But you got to accept that failure will happen. There's going to be more failing will happen because oftentimes you're going to try things and you're going to fail multiple times. Uh, Dr. John C. Maxwell wrote a book that's called Failing Forward. And, and basically the principle, the principle of the book, without ruining it for you, because I want you to read it, but if you can conceptualize it for a second, what he's basically talking about in that literature is that you have to be in position to be willing to fail, but then gather lessons from failing that ultimately positions you for success, okay? Um, so I hope that made sense to you. I hope that I didn't miss that. So I'm going to say it one more time. What he's trying to say in that book is that you have to be willing to put yourself in, in, in a situation where you're constantly failing because in life that's what we do. We fail, fail, fail. We got to be constantly failing so that we can take lessons from failing so that we can put ourselves in position to succeed. Now, one of the videos that I that I had uh, maybe about two weeks ago, I said, and if you haven't looked at that, please look us up on YouTube. Um, just go to YouTube and type in Start Thinking Forward, Inc., and we'll come up, and you see some of the videos. And the video that I want you to look at is, a, is the name of it is The Difference Between Failing and Failure. And I'll give you that example real quick before I um, let Dr. Reynolds give his point of view on this, is that, you got to understand there's a big difference between failing and failure. The example is this. I like to break things down like a fraction, like I'm, like I'm six years old. So I want you to understand it because if you can understand at the lowest level, then you can understand at the highest level. So understand this. If you go to the doctor today or tomorrow and they were to tell you that your heart is failing, okay, that means that your heart is not at the optimum potential, meaning it's not producing enough blood, it's not carrying enough oxygen to the rest of your body. So it may only be operating at a 30% capacity. That does not mean that it stops, but it's failing. So you may have to get surgery. They might have to give you some um, 
medications to get your heart functioning correctly. But if your heart was to reach failure, meaning your heart stopped pumping blood, is not no longer circulating oxygen through your body, okay? So the only time in your life, professional life, um, in, in your family, or in your personal life that you, that you get to the level of failure is when you just give up. That's failure is when you totally give up. The heart, it reaches heart failure, it's done. There's no more beating. There's no more oxygen circulating. So understand that failing is a part of life. Failure is not. Failure is a decision that we make, and once we make that decision and we, we just choose not to move in a forward direction, then, we, then we've reached failure, okay? But the difference between failing, failing is when you learn a lesson. There's no difference. The common denominator between failing and succeeding the common denominator is a lesson because whether you win or you lose, you should always take a lesson from that so that either you can repeat what you just did or not repeat what you just did. That's a common denominator that a lot of people miss, and that's why they fear things that they shouldn't, okay? So, um, Dr. Reynolds, uh, what is your opinion about kind of what I just talked about and, and what you think and, and conceptualize that to be? Dr. Reynolds, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, trying, trying to get, trying, yeah, we can hear you now. Trying to get your opinion um, about kind of what I just talked about and what's your point of view, because you've actually had active patients um, where, you know, I've been on a more development, personal development side. So could you share some light on kind of what I just talked about? Yeah, I think I think one of the things that, uh, we have to keep in mind, I think one of the things that we have to keep in mind in terms of moving forward and setbacks and some of the things you talked about with failures, you know, one of the things that I do know, even in my, my private practice of dealing with mental health issues um, previously, is the, the, the fact about um, resiliency. Um, it's a big piece because a lot of times, People don't really know um, how to be become resilient, and when you talk about resiliency, you're talking about overcoming obstacles, challenges, and defeat. And when you're able to do that, or develop the strength to be able to do that, because it's all about cognitive belief and defeat. And when you're able to develop this sense of cognitive defeat that it would not bother you, you develop these antidotal things that strengthen your mind and your spirit. And so I always tell people all the time, listen, there are some things that we are not going to be able to escape. You just talked about them, Brandon. One of it is the fact of failure. That is something that is inevitable. Um, I don't care who you are, how much money you have, what your title is, prestige, you will not be able to fully escape the fact that defeat will come your way and failure. And so what we have to do is we have to brace ourselves. It's almost like you brace yourselves for a bad storm when the weather people tell you that, listen, Harry Kane, Joe is coming. And so what do people do? They begin to board up their windows. They put up sandbags. 
they um, brace themselves. They go to fallout shelters because now they know that a storm is coming. But the unfortunate thing is sometimes storms come and hit us, and we're not aware of it. We're not warned about them. So what do we do, and how do we brace ourselves in times when the unexpected happens, which they do all the time? And so it goes back to being able to have the strength, the faith, to be able to endure some of those things that the unexpected comes. Many of us have gone through failures, setbacks, and, 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 and challenges that we didn't know that were coming. So how you say to myself, you're on the phone, you say, well, you know, that sounds good. That sounds right. He's right. I've heard that before. How do I prepare myself for the unexpected? How do I prepare myself to brace myself for the storm that I don't see coming. And what I tell people all the time is, remember, we all have what God has given us, and that's a clear innate ability. That's something that you and I have that we, we display and that's, that's, that's put into us that we don't necessarily or have not been able to pull out. And so when those things come, you'll be surprised how creative you are. You'll be surprised how you're able to come up with things that you didn't know that you can come up with to overcome that challenges, those challenges and those obstacles. And so the only thing that we have to say is we don't know when it's coming. You know, failure is upon all of us. Defeat is upon all of us. When those times come, what are the things that we're going to put in place? Are we going to give up? Are we going to lay down and let those things just run over us? Or are we clearly going to put up a fight? Because that's clearly what it's about. <laughs> any storm that comes through, any failure or setback or challenge that comes through, it requires some fight. Whether it's a real natural disaster, when you see people who are building their houses, houses back up again, tornadoes that come through and tear up communities, Tsunamis, earthquakes, what do you see people doing thereafter? You're building again. They're building again. And that's what happens when life hits us. We build again. Because if we lay down, we'll never get the chance to build ourselves back up again. So, Brandon, I think one of the things that we have to give listeners is to make sure that we are equipped to learn to pack our care package, if you will. And you know about care packages from being in the military. <laughs> we're always yeah. equipped for everything. <laughs> we're, we're equipped. You know, when the time gets tough, we dig a trench. We have uh, gum. We have uh, MRIs. We have all these things that we need that we, in, in a split second, that we're not able to get to normalcy, if you will. And that's what happens mm -hmm. to a lot of people. They're not able to get to normalcy, and they freak out, and they think the world is over. But the world isn't over. We just have to be equipped, if you will. And and exactly, exactly, you know, you know, my thing is, you know, I, I'm a I'm a life changer, you know, and part of that being equipped is when people come with you with issues and problems like that. Um, I'm gonna kind of use kind of parallel of what you just said. You said a care package. For those that, you know, you've never been in the service or been somewhere isolated, 
what a care package is, basically a package of goods that someone sends you um, when you're in isolated locations. Like, okay, um, back in 07, I was in Afghanistan, and um, we didn't have no running water or anything like that. So um, how we were bathing was really baby wipes and stuff like that. Um, so um, a church group or someone getting together in a care package overseas, I mean, I was like, life. Okay, you got some candy, you know, things that you're not used to, some candy, uh, baby wipes, and toiletries, and stuff like that. And it really motivates you because you're in a real bad situation, and someone cared enough to, to give this to you so it brightens up your day. It's the same thing with each and every one of you that's out there right now. You know, you're a life changer yourself because you got to understand, if you can understand this concept that we're trying to teach you tonight, that when someone else comes to you with similar problems, then you can better you're better equipped to help them get through it. And you can give them the care package that they need to get them out of that slump, to get them out of that rut that they're in. And that moves us to, to, to really perspective. And I, man, I know we don't have that much time. I know you guys, is, you know, the truth, you know, terrifies people. I think the truth traumatizes people at times. So, I, I, you know, I want to make sure I get as much information to you within an hour. I know a lot of people, it's hard for them to, to keep their attention um, past the hour, so I'm gonna try to get everything in an hour. But one of the things I gotta talk about, um, dealing with the first thing, except the failure will happen, is that you need to readjust your view of failure. That's that's number one. We tend to think that failure is a bad thing, but that's simply not true. Now, and I talked about that a little bit. Failure is a matter of perspective. You may have failure. You may have failed at starting a company or gaining, but look at what you gained. Think about that for a second. You're one step closer to success. You learn valuable lessons that makes you much more experienced and knowledgeable about how you're going to approach it the next time that you do it. It's no different than a piece of cheese hooked to a wire with a battery to it, and that mouse keeps going to that cheese and it gets shocked. But once or twice that it does it, it's not going to do it. It's learned this lesson that that piece of cheese right there is not made for me to eat, is, is going to hurt me, so I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to try it. I, I did it once. It hit me. Okay, I tried it again because I really was hungry. I'm not going to do it again. They've showed experiments where mice would actually die. They actually would die because they would not eat the cheese because they got that two times, and that was enough for them. So that's the part of when you lose, when you reach, when you reach all these, you keep getting these failing points, is that you learn from it that you don't repeat the same things over, and then eventually with enough corrected things, you ultimately get to success, which moves us on to the second point, find the true cause of your fear and solve it. When we fear failure, when we fear failure, we're at a crucial point of development, okay? We're admitting to ourselves that something is bigger than we are. In this case, it's our fear. So our fear becomes bigger than we are. Take a step back mentally, and let's think about what Dr. Reynolds was talking about earlier. Let's take a step back mentally and ask the question, what am I really afraid of, okay? Is not clear enough. Is it, is it clear enough? Well, do you really know why you're scared? What is it? What is, your, is it a financial scare? What is it? What's the worst-case scenario if you were to act upon it? Now, oftentimes you hear people say, all you got to do is take a risk. And I think that that's the first thing from the truth is a calculated risk. Any fool can take a risk, but it takes an intelligible, rounded person to take a calculated risk because that, that takes away a lot of, of – that's going to take away – first of all, it's going to take a lot away of fear and uncertainty because if you calculate, you know if I do this, 
nine times in ten I'm going to get this type of result. But if you're just saying I'm going to take a chance and just do it just because it sounds good, and then when it backfires on you and it doesn't work, just like the mic biting on the piece of cheese and got shot, now you're terrified to try it again. So you, you went in your business, you tried to do it, you got shot. Now you're terrified of doing it again, but you got to realize you didn't have a strategy. You, you were scared of something from the get-go, and then when, it, then when it actually failed, it just reaffirmed your fear that it doesn't work, okay? So keep thinking and find the big monsters that are freaking you out. Uh, you know, find out what those are. Ask yourself, am I, uh, I'm afraid that we won't be able to get enough, what is that, funding, business, clients. Um, I'm afraid that the developers won't meet production deadlines. I'm afraid that my um, outsourced people won't give me my information quick enough. I'm afraid that my marketing won't be effective. Like, you've got to come start stating those things what they are. I'm afraid that my mailing list isn't big enough. I don't have enough people to send emails out to build my brand or build my business. Because when you start putting those things, now you know what you've got to work on. But if you just give a generic, I'm scared of going into business, I'm scared of failing. But what is it within failing that you're, that you're really scared of? What is it that's giving you the inability to move forward? So if you start asking the question, well, what is it? Well, I'm afraid I won't get clients. Well, that makes it much more specific. So now you can target and say, well, how do I work on getting more clients so that I can scratch that off? Because if I, I don't want to have this generic fear because it doesn't allow me to work on anything. It allows, that allows me to self-sabotage myself. It allows me to procrastinate because I got this, this very generic fear, okay? You might ask yourself, um, I'm afraid that my, you know, I'm afraid that my content marketing is, is worthless, okay? Then I need to find someone that's real good at doing it, hire them, or I need to read books or engulf myself in the right information so that I can get good at what I fear, okay? Um, when I first started, I didn't have a good camera. Um, I didn't know the first thing about shooting any type of video, I didn't know how to do video editing. I didn't know how to do copy, sales copy. I didn't know how to do any of those things. So I had two options on my plate. Well, I had three. One was just saying I'm scared or I'm not going to do it because I know nothing about it. Two was do it and and fail a lot of times until the point I start succeeding at it. Or three, just say the hell with it. I decided that I was going to fail my way through it. But on along with me failing my way through it, what I did is I got information. I read books. I looked at videos. I, I got on courses that basically broke down different techniques and things that I would need to do to improve myself. Um, and that's how I did it. But it took me having the intestinal fortitude, just like it's going to take the intestinal fortitude for you to have to be able to do the same things. Because what I'm trying to, what me and Dr. Reynolds are trying to get to you tonight is that there's certain things you're going to have to do to get past the fear. And one of the things is narrowing it down. What exactly is it that frightens you, that puts you in a very uncomfortable mold, and then come up with a plan of action, a strategy on how you're going to deal to, 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 to mediate that, that, that fear? Because you just can't just say it's a fear and I'm not going to do anything about it. What am I going to do about it to position me so that I can be successful? Dr. Renz, do you have anything to shed on that, on that aspect of it? Move to the next topic. Yeah, I think um, I know for me personally, um, the whole fear factor was so prevalent in moving forward because I remember times just waking up or even going to bed at night, 
just fearful of the fact that things wasn't going to work out. And I think, because if you listen to a lot of people, they talk about how fear can be your best enemy. Um, When you're fearful of something, you have to do something. So if you're fearful, like I always tell little kids when I go talk to kids, if you're fearful of a bully and when you walk around and you see that bully and you're scared of him or her, what do you have to do? You have to protect yourself so that if that bully comes, you have to prepare to protect yourself from harm. But it's the same thing in the corporate world, in the entrepreneurship world, where you decide that, you know what, if I don't get this business together, I'm going to be working for the state for the next 40 years. I mean, that's a scary thing to know that by the time you get to um, Social Security age, there may not be a Social Security funding for you. I mean, these are the times that we're living in now. Or if you're that person who you've been thinking about putting your business together, but there are so many people who said, oh, we got a coffee shop over here. There's a barber shop down here. There's a speaker down there. There's a hair salon right there. There's a used tie car place over there. Why would we bring our business or people come to you to buy used tires when used tires is your passion? And when that happens is that's the fear factor because in your mind you're thinking that. And then when someone says that to you, it creates anxiety. And what happens is the minute anxiety is created, it becomes a fear factor for you. So what you have to do, and I know people are saying, wow, you know, I've been afraid to do A, B, and C because of A, B, and C. What you have to do is really just get rid of the fear factor. Because the fear factor is something that will keep you from taking that first step. And so once you're able to, and what happens is, see, our minds are like computers because there are negative viruses and there's good viruses that go in and out of our brain. Most of what we put or hear that go into our brain is negative because the average person or people that talk can talk about more negative than they do positive. So, unfortunately, when you're around situations or people who are using negative connotations about anything you – and the other issue to insert in that is don't share what you're trying to do with everyone because what happens Mm. is the majority of the people – would not be able to see your vision. If I start talking about impacting the world through speaking and training and information, start to say, you know what, this guy is on to something, but you know what, I got to go to work on Monday, and I got to go do this job that I've been doing for the last 20 years. And he's right, but they can't see your vision. It's called dream busters, and they happen all the time. So we have to be careful about when we talk, like Brandon mentioned, when we talk to people about what we're trying to do because we got dream busters, we got vision busters, and we got people who just generally don't want us to don't want us to be 
one step ahead of them. Once you've taken the first step, now you're moving in a new direction. So now people are going to ridicule, backlash, and talk about things that you're trying to do. And if we're not careful, those negative images and connotations get embedded in the computer brain that is so brilliant for us, and we begin to believe that we can't do it. Yes, sir. Um, we have a caller on the line. Um, <clears throat> so caller last four, three, eight, four, four. Um, you are now on the line with the Motivational King and Dr. Angelo Reynolds. Yeah, Dr. Angelo Reynolds, this is Kyler Davenport, Bureau Chief for Alternative Public Radio International on Blog Talk Radio. How are you all doing? Oh, good Good to have you. Thanks great. for coming on. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah, I kind of like what y'all are talking about, you know, the intestinal fortitude and uh, fear can be your best friend or your best enemy, depending on how you look at it. Uh, power of positive thinking, uh, whatever you vividly imagine, ardently desire and enthusiastically act upon will come to pass type of things. Great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, but, and however, what about, the multi-trillion dollar deficit that we're looking at right now and the one-party system that we're looking at right now and the rigged voting system that we're looking at right now, we know they're going to choose probably a white female for the next uh, presidential appointment. We pretty much mm-hmm. know that presidents are appointed and not elected anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably even been happening before JFK uh, mm-hmm. and Martin Luther King mm-hmm. were out hot on the scene. And what about the 2.6 billion people that are making less than 98 cents a day? And what about the 37 million children that are in slave camps and being traded on the sex slave market? And what about the dollar collapsing here in the United States and the euro collapsing completely uh, and what about folks who are trying to just get by and pay their bills? And what about running a corporation and having 58% of everything you earn taken out by Uncle White, Uncle White Dirty <laughs> Sam? <laughs> hey, hey, listen, listen your, your, all of your questions, I'm, I'm bringing it in, and I'm saying, how do I answer this? Listen, you, you have valid points, and I can tell you now, everything that you're saying is going to come to pass. And the reason why I say that is because you and I know from the past political um, appointees between presidency and all that kind of stuff, what's happening now is the middle class will be the poor. We know that. We know that within years to come, the working class people who are educated, who have good jobs, they're going to be poor. So what do we say? to a middle-class person? What do we say to someone who's been in the government, let's say 15, 16 years, they got maybe 10 years to go to make 25, they're 55, and what do we say to these people who say, you know what, things are just not panning out. We're in the poorhouse. Every time we get a different administration, there's tax cuts. We have different leadership here. They're talking about our future entitlements. These are the people who are the most fearful. The middle class should be the most fearful because what's going to happen is the middle class, if they're not prepared to do something else besides working for government, they're going to be in a poorhouse. So how do we how do we talk to people like that? 
how do we talk to people and encourage them to think about stepping outside of their box? Because in my opinion, government is in the box. Government is ruled, democracy, but it's ruled. It's policy, it's political, and quite frankly, government keeps you poor. That's just my opinion. And what we have to say to people who are thinking about entrepreneurship, because there's a ton of people that you just talked about who really want to start a business, who really are thinking about, you know what, I can't do another 10 years. Or if I do 10 years, what's going to happen when my kids go to college? As you and I know today, the average state institution for colleges is $100,000 a year. Student loans, there's a $3 trillion deficit in this country for student loans. So what do you and I say to people like that? We know what the problem is. We know what the political strain is and what's going to happen in 2016. You and I can pretty much gauge that. What do we say to people who are in the middle class? The middle class needs to start thinking outside of the box. The government is not going to take care of you. I don't care who's in office. I don't care who's in office. I was saying, I was saying, I I I agree with you, uh, Cole Harley, both 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 sides of it to a certain extent. Um, one of the things I do disagree with you is the government keeps us poor, and and <clears throat> what I mean by that is the government doesn't keep us poor, but it's often not the the, the job of the government to take care of people. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what we're seeing a, a a real big thing happening where the government is carrying a lot of people with strange mm-hmm. systems, then makes mm-hmm. it. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the government mm-hmm. has to ask for tax-paying people mm-hmm. to, to step mm-hmm. to the plate. Now, sure. if you tell a, a, a middle-class person in a, in, a, in a time where we're hearing the economic is, a, is breaking down, the country is not doing good, well, if we, if history would show us a couple of things. And I don't want to go into political um, mm-hmm. tendency here, but one of the things that history would show us is that every time we've had a recession, every time we had a depression, or anything, is that the country itself didn't, like, just implode, is that the mm-hmm. wealth got redistributed. Mm-hmm. That's it. The wealth mm-hmm. got redistributed. Now, um, if we look yep. at um, Atlas, I don't know if anyone is familiar with Atlas Shrugged, but that's one of the things that they're, they're talking about, Atlas Shrugged, and, and the whole write-up about how we look at economics in this country. But what mm-hmm. you would tell somebody mm-hmm. that's, le- that's fearful, that's having a lot of fear in their life and figuring out, well, how do you take care of your life you don't know if you got uncertainty? Then uncertainty is bring certainty into your life. How do you bring certainty? If you're working, and, I, and by all means, man, I'm not telling them to quit their job. That, that right, 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 right. What I am right. saying is that it's a time, we had a critical time in our country, that in order for you to really be in a position of strength is for you to get the right information. You need mm-hmm, the right information mm-hmm, so you start making the right decisions, mm-hmm. meaning that, Mm-hmm. It might be time for a lot of Americans to look more at going into small business, becoming small mm-hmm. businesses. Mm-hmm. We, we say the small businesses fueled America. You know, if you think of the early, the early colony days, people were in the business for themselves. They were the farmer. They were the, 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 you know, people doing different things. They created their own craft, and they sold mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. profit, mm-hmm. and then everyone was able to pay taxes or what have you. But now we're mm-hmm. into a system where – People are scared because they paid into a system. They didn't anticipate mm-hmm. retirement. They paid into a system. Now the system is saying that they may not be there. Now we're pushing mm-hmm. my age. So mm-hmm. I have to work longer 
I'm mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's so much uncertainty yeah. Yeah. which feeds more yeah. into the fear, then we're worrying about what, what president is gonna be next. I don't care That's right. who yeah. the president yeah. is. And I'm gonna tell you why. I don't Everyone either. I don't either. I don't either. I don't, yep. care, I don't either. I don't care if he's yep. Democrat, Republican, yep. independent. Yep. I don't either. Wife, I don't yep. care because I'm the either. president of yep. my own home and I am That's power right. myself. That's right. Yep. And I can take yep. care of myself. I'm not looking for social security. I'm not sure, looking sure. for entitlement. Yeah. Entitlement reform does not mean anything to me because I don't receive entitlement. So right, right, you have right. to put yourself in position where those stuff don't affect you. It doesn't matter if the president yep, public or Democrat because yeah. you got your stuff going on. It doesn't affect your house. But is you as a, a constitutional right? I believe you know this is my personal opinion. As a constitutional, we have an, an eight right to help other people. Now don't get it twisted. Sure. I'm not don't get it misconstrued when I say that. Just take care of yourself. Don't worry about everyone else. If that was the case, then there wouldn't be no cam cow challenge. I wouldn't be trying to help and empower people. But what right, I am right, saying is right. that there's a responsibility to help other people, but also by helping is giving people the information that's going to allow them to stand on their own two feet and be able to take control of their life and stop playing the, the, you know, the spectator in their own life. It's mm-hmm, time for them to be proactive and, and run the plays in their own life. And that's what gets you out of the fear factor when you get your Absolutely. Because when they're talking yep. about entitlement reform, they're talking about food stamps, they're talking about panic, they're talking about all these other things. Yep. You're yep. getting yep. scared yep. because you think you're getting ready to get cut yep. off. Or if you yep. rely on social and security, it's getting ready to get yep. cut off. So I'm scared. But if yep. you got your yep. stuff in order, it doesn't affect you. And that and you're absolutely right. And so what you said is really the catalyst piece to defeating the fear factor because what you're saying, and, and I got to tell you this, and the, and the saddest thing, the saddest thing about what we're talking about, because we know we don't care who's in office. Everybody here that's talking to that, we don't care about that. It's not about entitlements, none of that. But I'm going to tell you something about the average person. The average person is, they're worried about getting a Democrat or Republican in there so they can get this tax cut, so they can get entitlements. And I'm going to tell you something, the hardest thing to do is to convince the American worker who's Americanized or the system to get outside of the box. That is a difficult thing because even though they're scared, because they're scratching their heads right now going, okay, I'm 48 years old. What am I going to do? My kids are this. I'm going to be 60 in 12 years. What am I going to do? And and nevertheless, they do nothing because they're scared. Now, those, unfortunately, are the people that you and I try to get to. And that's why Brandon have shows like this because we're trying to enlighten people about there has to be something that you're passionate about that you can turn into a small business. I don't care if you're at the corner of selling color condoms. There's got to be something that you can turn <laughs> what you do, and to profit. Everybody has done it. And what you said was so right because all of the stuff and all of the people who are working for someone right now are scratching their heads. You and I could care less about I could care less if Hillary or Ted Cruz is the president. It doesn't matter for me. I don't care about that. <laughs> Quite yeah. frankly, I could care less about anybody in entitlements because I'm already in the position where I'm not going. I don't need that stuff. But what we're saying, you and I, and what we're on talking about tonight, is trying to encourage people and give them information. You know, one of the things that we talk about, they say, information 
uh, is powerful. But I think information has the potential to be powerful if it's used because you can have all the information you want, but if you don't use it, it's useless. And I think, and I think that's what, and a lot of times, man, I can tell you right now from going to speak to government agencies, um, talking to people, man, I can talk to people and motivate people. And I can tell you right now, those people, some of those people walk out of there and go, you know what? I got three years left. I got five years left. I got nine years left. I'm going to get my pension. And guess what they're going to do? Go get another job. If they don't have a heart attack, they're going to go get another state government contract job, and they're going to work to the 70. So what, what, to, 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 to bring ice in on what you said, you're absolutely right, and I appreciate you bringing that to surface, and I'm hoping that people who are listening realize and understand what the fear factor is, but what you have to do to get out of the fear factor. That's what you mentioned, sir. You talked about what it's going to take to get out of the fear factor because if you stay in that fear factor zone, one, you're going to be poor and broke, two, you're going to be unhappy, and three, you're going to be so stressed out, you're not even going to be able to function. That's just the way it's going to be. Yep. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, there's no there's no if, ands, or buts about it. You, you know for a fact. I totally uh, agree with that. So with him bringing that question up, it kind of made me, you know, one of the things that I talked about um, in the book, Becoming Who You Should Be Despite Who You Are, in Chapter 13 of that book, I talk about it intensely. I talk about the perpetual time syndrome. You know, you kept talking about dates and times and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people mm-hmm. miss that concept is that perpetual time syndrome, let me read this to you. It says, and this is, this is, this is straight out the first paragraph, the perpetual time syndrome, is a condition whereby most people here on this earth, in this country, believe that they have unlimited time to complete things, meaning that they act mm-hmm. as if time is on their side. This condition mm-hmm. is often met with poor life, poor lifestyle and poor health because these people always believe that they have enough time to get themselves together. They have enough mm-hmm. time to get themselves in shape. They have enough mm-hmm. time to eventually read the book they will never pick up. They have mm-hmm. enough time to eventually save the money that they're never going to save. That is perpetual time syndrome. And, we're, mm-hmm. and there's so many people, so many Americans, so many people in this world suffering from that condition because they honestly believe that they have mm-hmm. always time to do it. And yep. they always wait for yep. the next thing. They always wait for the next president, the next administration yep. to come in. Yep. Next and then you wonder why yep. they always, yep. they always yep. wonder why they yep. always at the edge of their seat, scared yep. as hell, trying to figure out what's going on. And that's, a, that's one of the main catalysts for it right now, that they don't have any control. When I wrote this mm-hmm. book, I took control because I knew for a fact I write the book. That's something that I did one time that mm-hmm. I can get paid for it over and over and over and over. When you create a course, mm-hmm. like, no one's ever going to buy the book you never write. No one's ever going to buy the course you never create. And no one's, no one's going to do anything that you don't put your first thought. But we got to change the thinking that's happening in America where we're showing people, hey, you can become an entrepreneur by taking – and, I mean, that's what the Passion Purpose Mindset Academy is about. It's turning your passion, drilling down and finding your true purpose, changing your – make sure you got the right mindset, and then you can monetize that. But there's, there's, I mean, there's people making millions of dollars learning how to quilt. So if somebody can teach someone how to quilt – and I don't, I don't see quilting as a very um, popular thing to me. I'm not in that world. Maybe I'm not – I don't have enough age on me. But it doesn't seem – too enlightening to me. But there's people that have made millions of dollars off of teaching that. There's people that make millions of dollars 
opportunities for how to make candles. So they turned their passion into their purpose and then made a profit off of it. So what I'm telling you is that you want to alleviate the anxiety and the fears going on in your life. Stop worrying about the external influences, the things that you can't control. Like like he said, you know, and I mean, that's his opinion. He said, you know, he believed that it's rigged. I believe at the end of the day, we all have the right to vote. Now, the, the, the overall majority of people decide ultimately who's going to be in what office. So at the end of the day, you have a small role in that play, but at the end of the day, who knows how it's going to play out. But that's an external factor. The only thing that you can do is you can vote for the person that you want. That doesn't guarantee they're going to be there. But the one thing mm. you can control is what happens in your house, what happens in your household, how you run your family, and the legacy that you want to leave behind. That's the one thing you can't control and controlling your mind and thinking positive and knowing that if you can control your mind, you can control everything else. But you can't master. I, I can't figure out who's going to be the next president. I can't. I don't know. I just, I mean, I can't, I, I can say, well, it can lean this way, it can lean this way. You know, who knows? A lot of people said that, you know, President Obama wouldn't have won the first time, let alone the second time. So things happen that's out of our control. But what is it that we do have in our control that we're not controlling? Okay, yeah. it's like you said but, earlier, but, there's no difference. Yeah. There's no difference between a person that has the information because they said knowledge is power. That's that's bull crap. Knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power because there's no difference between a person that has the information and, and does nothing with it than a person that just doesn't have it. Both of them are going to get the same type of lifestyle, the same type of living conditions because one has information does does crap about it, and the other one just don't have it. So right, you know, but you know that, what, Brandon? That, I think common. that yeah. And another thing, I think that he, that Jen, I don't know if he's still on the phone or that. He made a really good point because, because, because one of the things that that I know that one of the things that a lot of people always gravitate to is the right political party person. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I but, think, uh, I think y'all, I think y'all are just really hitting it on the head tonight. I think y'all are really hitting. It on the head, and I've done over a thousand shows on Block Talk mm-hmm. Radio, but y'all are really hitting it tonight because people, you know, fear is a big deal, yeah. uh, in, in insecurity is a big deal, and of course, then you've got all your friends telling you you can't do it or you shouldn't yeah. do it or yeah. it's impossible yeah. to do. So you got all that negativity around you, uh, and then uh, I've got a lot of black friends. I have black grandchildren. I'm white, by the way. And yeah. uh, my friends, my friends in the black community are telling me that the blacks are beating each other down pretty good. I mean, I hear that over and over and over. I've heard that five, six, <laughs> eight times this week. You know that right. uh, black people right. are not are not. Black people need to get behind each other and help each <laughs> yeah. other up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. That's a that's yeah. another topic, but you you on point. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's something that that we always talk about on my show. Yeah. You know, is white sure. people. White yeah. people are, are notorious for doing it too. White yeah. people beat yeah. each other down, but we all—it's yeah. hard to look at each other as people. It's so hard yeah. not to get into the idealism. We're yeah. all idealism. Yeah. Idealism. Yeah. He's black. He's short. He's tall. She's yeah. fat. He's tall. He's he light. Know. He dark. Yeah. 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 You right. know, it's just we're yeah. all we're stuck in all that doo doo. Yeah. You know, we're just stuck in yeah. that doo doo. We we can't mm. get out of it. It's uh, it's yeah. hard. But I love y'all, man. I mean, you're you're really man. I appreciate head. you calling in because uh because your points are just so succinct, man. And you know, I'm hoping that when people are listening, man, they realize that. You know, all the stuff that we're talking about with your small businesses and starting something, the first step 
just the start, man. And I'm telling you, man, I don't care. And I've been saying this for the last 10 years about presidency, I mean, between Barack and Bush. I don't care who in office. I'm, I'm going to say that now. I don't care who the next president is because because I'm telling you right now, they're not going to make or break me. I heard a lady say the other day, well, I'm going to wait until another Democrat in office. For what? What do you need another Democrat to get in for? Well, how is that stopping you from starting the nail shop or the trash company disposal company that you want to How is she, Hillary, or whoever going to run, take, how is that stopping you? That has nothing to do with your ability to get rid of the fear factor, regardless if they break. If Abraham Lincoln come back from the grave, what does it have to do with you starting a business? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, he was one of the greatest presidents we ever had, but him coming back ain't going to help you start your business. So, I mean, you know, that's why I like talking with people who come on and talk about this. And, and we got into politics today, which I rarely do, but I think the point was well taken, talking about the political side of the future of small businesses. Because as you all know, small businesses is what brings the capital and runs this country. It always has and it always will. And so when people are sitting around now thinking about what should they do, I'm telling them now you need to go get your business incorporated. If you got to stand on the corner of 17th and L Street and sell books and sell water, at least you're working for yourself. You may be hungry. You may not be able to eat for a while. You may may not have no cable and no lights. But you're working for yourself, and you got to start somewhere. That's my message. <laughs> and I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I would say like this, man. Never stop pursuing your goals and your dreams. I think a lot man, of people please, stop man. dreaming. They stop pursuing their goals. because yeah, I, they, they do, do man. Yeah, difficult. they do. Let me tell you something, and I yeah. share this with you. I'm transparent. I like to be open. Let me tell you something. The hardest thing to do is to go after your dreams, your ambition. Someone tell you, oh, yeah, man, you can do it. You can do yeah, it. You see yeah. them having a lifestyle that you want. They got the cars. Yeah. They got everything going on, the house and everything. And you're sitting in your house and your lights are off or your water's off. Or you're sitting in your garage talking to people and you're trying to do some great things in this world. And you're sitting in your garage and the only thing you can smell is the of rotten food because you're so broke that you cannot afford to have the trash people to come collect your trash. You're so broke. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, that was me. I I wanted to be in I wanted to be empowered so badly. I wanted it so bad that number one, I believed in myself and I the one thing I tell people, believe in yourself, get motivated. But one of the things I tell you, I'm not a motivational speaker. I may motivate you, but I'm not a motivational speaker because a motivational speaker gets you excited, gets you out of your chair and all that stuff. That's cool. But that crap doesn't last past the time you get your next bill or someone dies in your family or something catastrophic happens that derails you because that's called life. So let me tell you something. I'm not a motivational What I do is I supply you with information that gets you on fire. Okay, I give you knowledge so when you get excited, you know why you're getting excited. And even despite the things that you're going through and the setback, you're still able to overcome. I was the guy, I remember going in my closet. I had a walk-in closet at the time. You know, I, I, I thought about it for a second. I said to myself, I said, you know what? I hear a car pass by this house. I'm on nerves edge because I think it's a repo man to come get my car because I'm that behind 
on everything. I'm behind on my promises, commitments that I made. And I went into my walk-in closet, and I fell on my knees, and I cried like I've never cried before because I wanted it that bad, and it wasn't happening. And it wasn't happening for me. So for those that's listening, listening right now, let me tell you something. You can want it real bad, but you got to know why you want it real bad. And you got to have a strategy to back up what you're trying to implement. We're not just telling you go open a small business just to do it. You got to come up with a strategy. Let me tell you something. That was my number one pitfall. I had the confidence. I had the talent. I had the ability. But one thing I did not have was the strategy. I did not have a game plan. So basically I was, I was, I was getting, the, getting the ball handed to me, and I did not know how to run the play. And every time I kept fumbling and I kept giving, giving interceptions every single time. And then I started beating myself up. Then I started getting scared because now I'm scared to do stuff because when I did it before, I failed at it. The repo man was at my house embarrassing me. The, the trash was piled up in my garage. I can't afford to do it. Those things started hitting me, and you get scared. So then you don't want to act on it. I share that with you because I just got to sometimes got to keep it real and let people know that you are not alone. It's okay have that those type of fears, but know why you got those fears and know how you're going to overcome them. Know how. Know that there's been people in the same situation you, you've been in. Don't, don't look at it like you see all these successful people. Just think. Read their stories. Guys, I'm telling you, knowledge is in reading the information in these books. Someone went through something for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years of their life, and they write it in a book, and you can get that information in a weekend why would you not pick up the book? Why would you keep on? The genius that we know, Albert Einstein, he said, it is my thinking that got me to this problem. Therefore, my thinking cannot get me out. And he was a, he was a genius, talking about relativity. So if he said that he's a genius, what makes you think your own thinking and your own way of doing things are going to get you out of the situations you're in. you got to change some things. Nothing changes if nothing changes. You have to change something within you. you got to get past the fear of, of failing and realize that the more you fail, the quicker you're going to succeed. Dr. Renz, you got anything else? Yeah, I just read on point. Um, you know, we've all read these books, but I think, you know, when we talk about failure, I think you're right on it. I mean, the most successful people have actually failed the most. And people don't know that Albert Einstein ended up succumbing to drugs and alcohol, and Abraham Lincoln had three mental health breakdowns where he had to go into a mental institution. But he believed in his whole political realm and ended up being one of the greatest presidents so far that we've had, and so they had failure. <laughs> These guys went through the social ills of failure. They succumbed to some of the social ills of drug abuse, mental health, and they still somehow found a way to overcome that and be successful and smart as your Albert Einsteins and your leaders like Abraham Lincoln. I mean that, that. I mean that's really that's, that's the biggest. That's the biggest part of it. Um, I wish we had more time. I know we're running out of time. Um, 
so what I want to dive a little deeper um, is, you know, overcoming fear of failure. So as we dig in that, the, I want to talk about the causes of failure. Um, I find that causes of uh, fear of failure, we first need to understand what failure actually means. We all have different definitions of failure, and we talked about it earlier. And the definition I gave is the heart, the heart-lung situation where, you know, you're comparing the difference between failing and failure. Failure is when you completely stop. Failing is just in a process of slowing down. But I understand that oftentimes when you do certain things, you're going to be failing a lot. I mean, you may not be getting the results that you want, but if you align yourself, get the right information. And the key to that is really getting, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent on uh, coach. You need a coach. You know, a lot of people are, well, I'm not, I, I don't want to pay for a coach. If you don't know something and someone else has the information, it only makes more sense. You know, if I can, you know, let's say, for instance, a, you know, and not to delineate any of his work or anything like that, John Maxwell, uh, Dr. John, Ma- John C. Maxwell, you know, been in the game of motivational speak, leadership strategist, um, world-renowned person, and he did it in 30 years. Uh, same thing with, um, you know, Tony Robbins, been in the game, you know, 20, 30-plus years uh, when he first started doing infomercials or what have you. Now, I understand my industry, so he, they've been doing this stuff for 30, 30-plus 30 years, okay? But there's people – that have come and learned information and have been able to do, do it in a short period of time. Like an example of that would be Brandon Bouchard. Brandon Bouchard is number one. He did $4 million in less than 24 months. So he was able, and I mean, have just as much brand recognition as the guys who have been doing it for 30 years. Now, there's a couple of reasons why. Number one is that he, has this, he, he, he got some information that positioned him for his information to be received a lot quicker Plus, we have social media and all kind of other stuff in place now. But what he's able to do is take a lot of that information, um, compact it real quick in, in, a, in, a, in a smaller, condense it, and just acted on it a lot more than a lot of other people and was able to capitalize over, over a short period of time. So if he can create $4 million and now the present date is making about $10 million a year, if he can do that in less than four years being in the industry, just imagine where he will be at in 30 years. So – Understanding that you have to know why. When when he first started, he was he was full of fear. He he was sleeping in a one bedroom apartment. Uh, he didn't have anything but a laptop and a computer. And then the computer wasn't all that new, and the phone wasn't the best. But he did not let the fear of him being new to the industry. No one knew his name. Now everyone knows who he is. But he consistently worked at it. He overcame his fear, and so I'm not going to let this put me in a corner and choke out my dreams. Because let me tell you, I took a phobia. Fear of failure out your dreams. It kills you in spot. You cannot aspire to be anything greater. You're, you're, you're not getting younger. You're getting older. And I'm not trying to get on anyone's age, but I'm being honest with you. You're getting older. Time is running out. You don't have an unlimited time to accomplish your dreams and aspirations in life. And if you're scared as hell, worrying about what's going on in the government, then that's even more of a reason for you to take more control of your life. You can't control the government. You can't control the external factors outside of your house. Why don't you control what's going on on the inside? Don't be relying on something that may not be there. It's time for you to take control. It's time for you to start empowering yourself, getting the right information. When I say getting the right information, meaning getting a coach, getting someone who's going to guide you and help you get the information you need to capitalize on your voice, getting it out there, and letting people know who you truly are and what you're truly capable of. So what people are going to talk about you? What I don't want you to do is go through some of the things that I went through and that's partly because not, not that I didn't have the talent or the ability. I had everything going for me except I didn't have a strategy. Okay, how good you are, how talented you are, you do not have a strategy 
you're not going to be successful. And what's going to happen is that fear is going to kick in even on double time because now that that fear is going to be going to be uh going to be positioned higher because now you you reach you started failing at certain things so you start and that fear is going to say I told you so I told you shouldn't have done it so if you come with a strategy knowing that you're already going to fail but you're not going to fail as bad and you're going to learn from the ones that failings that you do get you're going to learn from them and then able you're able to catapult your business your lifestyle and everything so control what it is that you can't control which is your mind. And your exter- and internal factors, and let everything else externally go. Master yourself. Master what's in. One of the uh, quotes that I love. Um, let me find it real quick. One of the quotes I love is, "If you know the enemy and yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles." Sang Zhu, out of the art of war. It's one of the most profound books that I've read. I mean, you have to know how to read that book. That's the type of book that you have to know how to read to be able to get the pertinent information um, out of that. But that's one of my famous, famous quotes that I really like. If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the results of a hundred battles. So if you know yourself and you know what you're facing again, you know what you're up against, then there's no need to worry about what the president is. There's no need to worry about who your senator or congressman. You know yourself and you know what your situation and if you can control those two things and get those on the same page and start capitalizing on it, you don't need to worry about anything external on the outside because no matter what 100 results will yield, 100 battles will yield, you know at the end you're going to be the victor. Dr. Rand, you got any shedding light on that? No, I think I think you hit right on it um, in terms of just direction and letting people know, you know, what it's going to take. Uh, what we need to do in terms of direction because all the information even that we talked about tonight, you know, there had to be something that gave people direction-wise, and you did just that. You know, I think you and the caller calling, I I really appreciate, I don't know if he's still on the phone, but he did an excellent job of depicting direction-wise with entrepreneurship and leadership in this country. And I think when people begin to really look at that and understand what we're dialoguing about tonight, I think if they really dissect that, they'll see exactly what we're talking about, is that you don't have time to waste. There is no time. There is no time to waste. There's 24 hours in every day. It's how you utilize your time. That's what I'm getting from what you're saying now, is that many people – talk about them not being able to do stuff, but it's really about how you utilize your time. And so if we're able to do that, we can capitalize on some of the things that we've been talking about doing that we may, we may not have been able to do because we've been procrastinating and we've become the shoulda, coulda, woulda that never amounted to anything right now. Exactly. Hey, guys, it's your moment. Uh, for life, for you to live your life. Um, we're most likely going to have a part two, but we don't have enough time to be able to get uh, both uh, all the information to you. So we're, we're definitely over time. But man, let me tell you something. It's your opportunity. It's your time to live out your dreams, your passion, your ambition. Get over the fear, overcoming your fear. Actually, make visualizations. Realize to yourself, what is the worst case scenario? What's the worst thing that can happen? Understand this. There's a famous quote. It says, fear keeps us focused on the past or worried about the future. 
if we can acknowledge our fear, we can realize that we are okay. Right now, today, we are still alive. Our bodies are working marvelously. Our eyes can still see the beautiful sky. Our ears can still hear the voices of our loved ones. That's why I sit, pack, hung. Let me tell you something, guys. You're still alive. You're still in the game. You still can fight. It's your time to rise and grind. Never be outshined. This is the Motivational King, and I'll see you next week. and innovation to inspire oneself to greatness, to be an uncommon person in a world that's overcrowded with commonality. To figure out where you, as a person, belong in this world is one of the most underrated and hardly done complexities of time. It's a more common practice to be someone else in order to fit in instead of being a true original and fulfilling your purpose during this short-lived journey. What does it really mean to find yourself? What does it mean to become who you should be despite who you are today? What does it really take to be successful? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I know I have a solution that will forever transform your life if you're willing to leave who you are behind and walk in to who you're destined to be. You already know your purpose in life because everything you need is within you, but you have not recognized the greatness and potential within you. In the words of Paulo Coelho out of The Alchemist, Tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself, and that no heart has ever suffered when it goes in search of its dreams, because every second of the search is a second's encounter with God and with eternity. So, what are you in search of today? Obviously, if you're looking at this video, you're not content with your station in life, because in your heart and in your soul, you truly believe that there has to be more. This is a question that I too struggled with for over 23 years of my life. To know that you're more, but don't know how to align the pieces in a way to bring you true fulfillment with who you are. To understand and to realize that you can be successfully wrong, because success doesn't necessarily bring fulfillment. Fulfillment comes from knowing yourself and knowing your why. Because when you know your why, you can discover the way. Let's take a step back and ask ourselves, if we had access to information that could change the course of our lives, would we receive it or would we write it off as similar to the way life writes off the majority of people because they don't inspire to be great? The people who settle to template, to shell, and become copycats of others. Passion Purpose Mindset Academy was designed to give you interpersonal results off of sound doctrine of leadership and sound knowledge to inspire you to become who you should be despite who you are. Based off the Amazon best-selling book, Becoming Who You Should Be Despite Who You Are, the thinking forward approach to purpose and fulfillment. Now what would you rather have, caviar or sardines? Now before you answer that question, most likely you're a person of moderate to above average success or you may have never succeeded at anything and you're looking for that one thing that's going to revolutionize your business or increase your income. I have another question for you. Would you rather be a so-called entrepreneur with a dead-end business that doesn't produce any results or revenue, or would you rather be a true business owner that's impacting your clients' lives, creating results, and creating a positive cash flow that's going to allow you the time and freedom you deserve? 
Are you tired of investing your time in hard-earned money in products and services that over-promise and under-deliver? Well, guess what? So are your clients. It's not about transmitting information, but about transformational ideas that ultimately impact everyone you come in contact with. Helping your business and your personal life become what it should be, despite what it is today. So, what's the solution? Well, welcome to Passion Purpose Mindset Academy, where we offer solutions from a realistic, down-to-earth perspective. No fluffery, no gimmicks, no backflips. You'll learn about the vision of leadership, the best investment ever, the toll bridge of life, life emails, and the perpetual time syndrome. Those are only a few of the many modules discussed within the Academy. Once enrolled at the Passion Purpose Mindset Academy, you'll receive a digital copy of the best-selling book, Becoming Who You Should Be Despite Who You Are, a 27-page workbook, a private Facebook community and forum where you can contact and interact with others within the course and the creator himself. You'll also get three one-hour private one-on-one mastermind coaching sessions, a $5,000 value alone with the best-selling author and leadership strategist, Brandon L. Draper better known as the Motivational King, plus other bonuses. So why not take what you already love to do, which is your passion, and align it with your purpose, and then polish it with mindset corrective training to complete that glowing finished product. Stop living with the pain and frustration of not aligning yourself with the information you need to position you for success. Act today before we increase the price of our enrollment an additional $1,500. And just remember... You're one decision and one action away from success. So what'll it be? Just click the enroll button now and forever change your life.